0: USA Wealth Group, Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance, your host for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio.
1: Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise and happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. Or if you still have a mother or, you know what, even if you ever had a mother. But wait a minute, that wouldn't be sensible, would it, Tenny? Good morning to attorney Tenny Lance.
2: Good morning and happy Mother's Day.
1: And happy Mother's Day to you, Tenny. Thank you. So you're a mother of um, how many children? Only two. Two. Yes, Some days we remember that fondly. Other days we'd like to forget it.
2: Most times now we are very fond of the memory. Right. During their youth, not necessarily.
1: So I can still remember and will always remember the one and only time my mother called me dummy. And do you remember when that was, Tenny?
2: Yes, poor soul.
1: My mom ended up. Uh, the balance of her life in a nursing home facility assisted living facility first and then a nursing home and as she was getting more and more forgetful I would walk down the hall with her and she was so excited to see me and she would introduce me she would say this is my son this is my son this is my son and I was starting to wonder whether she remembered my name I've told this story before so I looked at her and I said mom what's my name and she just looked at me kind of blankly, and then I put my hands on her shoulders, and you know, if you can look somebody right in the eyes and talk a little louder, it's like you're gonna get through to them somehow. And I said, what's my name, Mom? And she didn't answer, and I said, Mom, what's my name? And she said, dummy. <laughs> so
2: She had had it with you at that point, yes.
1: I, uh, <laughs> I irritated her and exhausted her patience, and I gave her a big hug, and I said, I'm never going to do that again to my mom.
2: No, that, that, that was a toughie. I mean, she was so such that to a your mother. gentle lady. Yep.
1: Don't ever do that to your mother. if She's starting to lose her memory. It's not a very nice thing to do, and it's not going to make any difference. So I just gave her a big hug and said, wow, I'm never going to do that again. Shame on me. But anyway, happy Mother's Day, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Mother's Day, especially to all the mothers who are listening. And as I said, happy Mother's Day to anyone who ever had a mother. Did you have a mother, Jenny? <laughs>
2: <laughs> you really want me to answer that?
1: No, no, no. We won't do that. Everybody <laughs> obviously has had a mother. So I wonder what people are doing today to help celebrate Mother's Day and and appreciate the mum that you have. And you know, at a minimum, if your mother is still with you, be grateful, be thankful and at, at least if your mother's even not in the area where you are, give your mom a call. More importantly, if she's near someplace where you can see her, go see her. Let her know how much you appreciate all the times that she yelled at you and everything else that she did for you.
2: This will be a um, another difficult uh, Mother's Day for many people. Yes, it's, it will.
1: Well, a gentleman named Godfrey Wynne said, No man succeeds without a good woman behind him, wife or mother. If it is both, he is twice blessed indeed. And it's true, isn't it, Tim? It is. So you probably had some good memories of your mom, I would imagine.
2: Oh, my mother was the best cook. Oh, my word. She wasn't inventive. She was a real old New England cook. But, boy, she could make good baked beans on Saturdays, and she made the most delicious blueberry. uh, It wasn't really a cake. I can't describe exactly what it was, but it was covered with sugar and cinnamon. Oh, my word. She she made apple pie also, best apple pie in the world.
1: I always enjoyed your mother's cooking very much. In fact, I miss it sometimes. Did I say that right?
2: Yeah, but the the thing about you is that you like very plain, basic food, and that's what she cooked. I mean, every Saturday you could depend on baked beans, and every Sunday you could depend on a pot roast. It uh, it was not um, uh, it was not the most unusual um, palatable things. In fact, you know, I think I can remember. When I was at your house when we were in high school, I think I had my first piece of pizza because my mom certainly didn't eat pizza and the family didn't eat pizza. That was something that was not traditional New England.
1: Hmm. I suppose that's true. Well, since we're talking about moms and cooking, I will say that my mom was not the best cook in the world.
2: Oh, that's true.
1: Her favorite cooking instrument was the pressure cooker. The thing where you had the little metal thing on the top that would go up and down as it was steaming the life out of everything that was inside of it.
2: <laughs> and her second favorite was uh, a good old iron skillet, and she used to burn the devil out of a good steak.
1: <laughs> so that was, that was not one of my mom's attributes, God bless her. But
2: Didn't she try to get you to eat liver?
1: Uh, she did actually serve us uh, liver. I'm not sure if it was liver and onions, but I never could stand the taste or the thought behind <laughs> eating somebody's liver, even if it were a cow. So we always found a way to hide it in our napkin when she wasn't looking and make, make its way to the basket.
2: <laughs> oh, our kids did that, remember? That killed many plants because they would put, they would be asked to be excused from the table, and they would go and put mouthfuls of food in my plants and eventually killed most of them.
1: <laughs> well, sometimes you have to do those things for survival. But
2: I remember um, once cooking what I thought would be a really exciting new dish. It was some kind of Indian chicken, and it came out some awful shade of green. <laughs> Everyone sat there and looked at it. I don't think we ate that night.
1: You have many good qualities, Tenny. (laughs) Uh, uh, Maybe I'll try to extol some of your virtues while we do this show today. But um, unfortunately, um, cooking is not your greatest skill, shall we say.
2: Well, it's very hard to cook for somebody who eats chicken and fish and fish and chicken. And who's fussy. That's me. The fussiest person I know.
1: All right. Here's another quote for you. We're going to move on from talking about how fussy I am and what kind of a cook you are. Uh, Here's something from an unknown author. A mom's hug lasts long after she lets go. And doesn't it?
2: Absolutely true.
1: But I do want to say one really important thing about my mom. My mom was the glue in our family. She held us together. My dad was absent a lot because he was in the military service. And in fact, he didn't see me until I was about two years old because right after my mom became pregnant, he was shipped overseas in World War II. And um, then he was away again in the Korean War and then he spent 15 months in Okinawa. So he had at least three times when he simply wasn't with the family. So she ran the finances, she ran the family. Um, Most of her life, as far as I can remember, she had two jobs. Uh, her background was bookkeeping, and she usually would do two jobs just to keep everything going. So I always had nothing but great respect for her. And she was kind, and she loved to sing. Boy, did she love to sing. I learned all the old 40s and 50s tunes from my mom, you know, and I still sing them, don't I, sometimes?
2: And all, all the old hymns. Yeah, she used to sing all the hymns. old hymns
1: as well. So in my office... Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if I have a picture of you in my office, Tenny. I don't remember.
2: I don't think so.
1: But I do have a picture of my mom.
2: Right. I I know know that. I think that's fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So celebrate your mother today, ladies and gentlemen, or if you're married to a woman and she happens to be a mother, uh, celebrate her day. Um, what do you know about women's in women's statistics, Tenny? I want to tell you a couple of things. Women tend to live longer than men, don't they? Well, on average, it's almost five years longer than men do of the same age.
2: Well, they that, that's still uh, building on statistics of the past. I think that's going to uh, change as time goes by because men died because they were under such stress from work and, and money and so forth. And women were not under that same kind of stress. But now women are probably under more stress than men.
1: Probably because they're still taking care of the home. They're still taking care of the kids more than uh, the men do and the men in the family. And it's real important that women do financial planning and estate planning to make sure their assets are going to last as long as they do because they're going to live longer. So if you have a man and a woman who are the same age, um, typically a man is going to die before the woman. Do you know why men die before women? (laughs) Because they want to.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry, I interrupted you.
1: That's all right. (laughs) You've heard that little story before. But women typically earn less than men. Full-time working women earn only about 81 cents on the dollar for every dollar that a man earns. That's simply not appropriate. It's not fair. It's the history. It's true for many other minority groups in this country as well. Women tend to work fewer years because they have to take care of the home and the family. And we divide projects and chores in our own house. Uh, You do certain things. You're very fussy about how to make the bed, for example, even though I learned how to do it in the Marine Corps many years ago. I think I forgot that lesson.
2: I think you've forgotten it entirely, yes. But I
1: take care of the cat boxes, and I do other things, don't I?
2: Cat boxes and trash, yes.
1: I'm very good at taking care of the trash, getting the trash can out to the street, but yet, women are professionals. You know, when you and I both graduated from Clark University, Tenney, and I remember then that women were distinctly in the minority. I know when I went to law school, we had 150 men in our class and three women in my first year law student class. And right now, women um, are occupy more than half the space in law school, in Boston College Law School. Same thing at Clark University, where we went to uh, college. Women now occupy more than uh, half the positions. But women are professionals. Women occupy approximately 57.5% of all professional jobs. That's pretty amazing, isn't it?
2: Well, I don't think so. I think it's, uh, it's probably right on.
1: Well, they tend to be more nurturing and more counselors and so forth. So... I want to give you one other quick quotation before we take a a short break, and then we're going to come back and talk about some very specific things that women need to think about doing for planning and taking care of the family even more than what they're doing right now. So here's a quotation that I just heard recently, and I kind of liked it a lot. As you slide down the banister of life, may all the splinters be in the right direction.
2: I love that quote.
1: Isn't that a great quotation? <laughs> we'll be right back. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen.
0: You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys. If you have questions about retirement, call today. 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation. Or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508 998 8858. And now, back to MoneyWise with the Money Guys.
1: Welcome back to MoneyWise and welcome back to Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day again, Tenny.
2: Happy Mother's Day to everyone out there.
1: And if you are a mother listening today, this show is for you, and Happy Mother's Day to you. Um, A gentleman named Theodore Hesburgh once said, the most important thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother. That's true, isn't it?
2: Well, hopefully that happens in most cases.
1: How about Abraham Lincoln? He said, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother.
2: Right. And that was a stepmother to him, as I recall. I think his real mother died and his father married again. And the the lady who became his stepmother was a a really uh, encouraging, warm woman.
1: Mm. So, Tenny, do you think that estate planning is really important for women?
2: It is critical for women. It is critical for everyone, but uh, for women today, it is particularly essential.
1: Well, women find themselves uh, often in much different circumstances, whether it's financial circumstances or whether they're left alone after their spouse dies. Um, We think that it's even more critical for women to educate themselves about estate planning and to conduct meetings and Conferences with people like you and attorney Mike Coleman and learn the basics of estate planning. If you don't have an estate plan in place, the government has a plan for you.
2: I remember a client, and I won't remember all of the details, but I think it was either birthday or Christmas, and all she asked for was for her husband to give her the, uh, the funds to do an estate plan. Do you remember that lady? I do.
1: Yep, I remember that. For her birthday, um, she was not happy that her husband had not done an estate plan, and she said, that's the only thing that I want for my birthday. Well, maybe it's something you should ask about for Mother's Day as well. So we've already mentioned the fact that women tend to live longer than men, which means they're going to be on their own. They need to know that legal documents are in place to protect them if their husband should die before they do. they typically will earn less so they need to be much more concerned about finances but the other interesting statistic which comes out of the census bureau is that about 84% of all custodial parents are women and you need to know how to handle children's property until children get owner get uh, older excuse me women tend to be uh, owners of more businesses than men that one really surprised me
2: Um, Well, I think because women are entrepreneurial about small business like, um, you know, an an arts and craft shop or a jewelry store or um, creative kinds of things like that.
1: I want to give you a statistic which really surprised the heck out of me. Women control three-fourths, three-quarters of all the financial wealth in the United States. So think about that, ladies and gentlemen. Women control 75% of all the money and all the financial wealth in this country, and yet they don't get paid as much as men. Isn't that really remarkable, Tenny?
2: Well, yeah, and I wonder what that means. I wonder if it means that they simply influence their husbands or um, if they actually own and control the money. There, There isn't a definition.
1: Well, um, women do a lot more than we give them credit for. I mean, did you ever think about asking a man what they would feel like if they were pregnant or had to give birth to a child? <laughs> no, they wouldn't be able to stand the pain.
2: They wouldn't make it, no. <laughs>
1: think about all the complaining that men would do if they had to give birth to children. <laughs> well, let's talk about some of the details. What should the uh, what should people be thinking about doing, especially women for doing an estate plan? Wills and trusts and powers of attorney and things like that. I suppose.
2: Well, they need to keep in mind um, the fact that they are—they um, have a limited lifespan. They never. Nobody ever knows when something awful might happen to you, and so they have to uh, plan and talk about and think about who they would trust to uh, carry on for them. Um, that might be a personal representative under a will. It might be a trustee under a living trust. And to whom do they want to have their estate left? Do they want to have it evenly distributed among children? Or if they don't have children, where will their estate go? Mm-hmm. There's, there's lots of details that are involved in estate planning and the more you think about it, the more you plan, the easier the execution of documents will be.
1: And if, if a woman or a mother is left alone because the father or the husband has died earlier, um, what documents and so forth are in place to help take care of her if something happens, if she needs help?
2: Right. She needs her own documents. She needs a durable power of attorney for property. She needs her health documents. Angie needs a plan for the uh, distribution, ultimately, of her assets if, if and when something happens to her.
1: You know, I'd like to give a special uh, acknowledgement for the New Bedford Women's Center also, a very important nonprofit organization in New Bedford. Uh, Pamela McLeod Lima is the executive director. We've had her on this uh, radio program in the past, but we weren't able to arrange that for today. And the Women's Center provides a free and confidential 24-hour services for women in need, not just mothers, but for women in general, counseling, education, referrals, resources. Um, it is called the Women's Center, but they also provide services for men and for children. Lots and lots of experience. They've been around uh, for well over uh, 20 years. And... I know about 10 years ago, I believe, uh, they actually merged with a Residential Care Consortium in Fall River and came under uh, one specific program. But if you want to ever talk to somebody, if you have a question or a problem or need services, get in touch with the Women's Center, and their phone is 508-996-3343. They are a wonderful resource in our community. If you need that number... Um, give us a call if you have kids that have issues or if there's been abuse in the family or domestic violence in the family they've got programs for uh, sexual assault programs residential care legal advocacy medical advocacy they do lots and lots of things we think they're a really neat organization in our community give them a call if you need their help So, Tenny, um, coming back to wills and trusts, let's talk about why should a woman think about having a will or a trust? Because if they don't, then who makes the decisions about what happens to their assets?
2: The state of Massachusetts does. For anybody who's a resident here, the state has a uh, section of their laws that deals with uh, intestacy, so-called. It sounds like a disease, but it simply means that you die with no plan in writing, no will, no trust, or whatever. And uh, the state has a list of beneficiaries who are closest in line, and if you die without a will or a trust to identify your beneficiaries, the state will simply deliver the um, assets to the top-down list of typical uh, people who follow you, whether they be children or brothers and sisters or nieces and nephews. And if it goes far enough out on the family tree, we call those people laughing heirs because they never expected to receive anything from you. But lo and behold, they laugh all the way to the bank.
1: I was thinking about what you were just saying about far enough out on the on the tree. I was thinking they're going to be called leafs or laughing
2: leaves leafs. Know. Leafs.
1: you know one of my favorite writers is a gentleman named Oscar Wilde. He was English, and he said, "All women become like their mothers. That is their tragedy. No man does that's his <laughs> Or I'll give you one that I like even better from Jay Leno. Do you know who Jay Leno is, Tenny?
2: Of course. He loves cars more than anything. He said Probably more than his mom.
1: <laughs> he once said, don't forget Mother's Day, or as they call it in Beverly Hills, Dad's Third Wife Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully that's not your family necessarily. Uh-huh. Although I knew a gentleman in our fair city once who was married five times. And I figured... Something must have been wrong with his brain. Why would you want to be married five times? (laughs) Anyway,
2: um,
1: so estate planning is very important. And here's something you could also do for Mother's Day. If you have parents, if you have a mother, and you know that they haven't done a will or a trust or a proper estate plan, why don't you help them get it done? Why don't you help take care of it? What are some of the gifts and things that people do on Mother's Day, Tenny? We'll make some suggestions. And by the way... As we're broadcasting this show on Mother's Day, it's not too late if you forgot, gentlemen, to get something for your wife or for your mother for Mother's Day.
2: It's early in the morning. You have the whole day.
1: You will find, however, that most of the cards are gone, or what's left is uh, pretty well picked over to buy a Mother's Day card. But men tend to wait until the last minute often, don't they, Tenny?
2: (laughs) Yes, I don't know why. I mean, it's it's pretty clear. Um, Mother's Day is actually a national holiday that was um, put into place by Woodrow Wilson in 1914. Um, so it's been around a long time, more than 100 years. It's hard to forget.
1: You know something I think is a real shame in this country? Uh, it's only been 100 years that, we finally had women have the full right to vote everywhere, and since women had had the right to vote.
2: And the people who um, actually lobbied for Mother's Day to be a national holiday were uh, pretty much the same people who lobbied for women's rights and the, and the right to vote. I've always wondered whether Julia Ward Howe who was one of the earliest suffragettes, could be a relative of mine, um, because my mother's maiden name was Howe, and Howe was uh, a common name uh, back in the early part of this country. So maybe I'm related to a suffragette, and I I think my feistiness sometimes comes from that.
1: I don't think I want to go there. But the fact is that women control most of the wealth in this country, and therefore, amongst all the other things that you have to do, you really ought to make sure that you're doing a proper estate plan. And we're gonna talk in a few minutes about the need to make sure that you have uh, sufficient money to last. We're gonna take a small break right now, and then we'll be right back and talk more about some of the financial issues you need to think about for planning even on this Mother's Day.
0: This is Money Wise Radio, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Live events are happening throughout the month of May. To find out when and where, just call 508-998-8858 and ask for details on how you could take part. That's
1: 508-998-8858. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back as we celebrate Mother's Day, you know, Tanny Milton Berle once said, if evolution really works, how come mothers have only two hands? <laughs> and Very cool. E.M. Forster, another writer, once said, I'm sure that if the mothers of various nations could meet, there would be no more wars.
2: Well, I don't disagree with that. Someday we will elect a woman president. We now have a woman vice president and uh, it's a different way of looking at things, I think.
1: You know, we have to be thinking about, too, the fact that there are a lot of women who um, run households as single moms, single mothers, right?
2: Many, yes. Many, many.
1: Um, and it's been estimated that there's as many as uh, about 14 million single parents in the United States today and they're raising about 22 million people, and most of them are women, not men. Very few men are single parents raising children. So about 82% of all custodial parents who are single are mothers, and only about 18, 17, or 18% are fathers. So there are many issues that pertain to mothers. Let's talk for a little bit about some of the finances. If you haven't thought about retirement or if you haven't thought about how do you get by financially if something happens to a male spouse, for example, we see this a lot. Um, I'm meeting even in the next couple of days with someone whose husband died recently, and there's great anxiety and great concern that is there going to be enough money remaining for this person to survive and get by as a single adult without having additional income coming in. So that kind of planning is critically important. You need to plan for social security, number one. You need to make sure you make the right decisions about the timing of social security. And it's not always at age 62 or age 66 or 67, your full retirement age. You need to look at it carefully and measure and evaluate and if you happen to be a man in a relationship or in a marriage listening, I should say a marriage, because if you're in a relationship, you don't qualify for the other person's social security. We do not recognize common law marriage in this state, do we, Tenny? No. So you have to be married if you want to collect the social security of the other person. So you got to remember that issue as well. But let's assume you're a husband or wife, you're married, and— often it's the case where the man has a higher amount of social security because women have had to take time off for uh, raising children, giving birth, things of that nature, and then typically have not been paid as much as men have for similar jobs. So sometimes you need to think about maybe it's not the best plan in the world to take social security at age 62 or even at age 66 or 67, But maybe you want to wait until age 70 and look to take retirement income out of an IRA or a retirement account instead, because that way your Social Security account can build to a higher amount. And if you're the man thinking about this, just remember that if your Social Security check is larger than your wife's and you die first, she's going to be able to collect the larger of the two checks. So how you plan for that is really, really critical. One of the things that we like to do is to help people look at their budget, uh, plan for a retirement budget, um, calculate what your income needs are going to be, and then say, where's the money going to come from? Can you survive financially if one of you is not here? The other critically important thing to think about, uh, Tani, and anyone listening, is when you are living on two Social Security checks and one of you dies, you're only going to get one check now. So you need to think about what else is going to supplement the fact that you've only got one Social Security check coming in. So we can help you with all of those decisions and give us a call anytime and make an appointment. We don't do telephone advice. We can't. We need to know more information about you. But if you call us at 508-998-8858, at USA Wealth Group. That's what we're here for. We're here to help you. So, Tenny, um, have you enjoyed being a mother?
2: Oh, of course. Almost always. (laughs) Pretty much 99% of the time, yes. Our children were very different, as you may remember. Catherine was pretty much always doing the right thing, and Peter was often in difficulty. (laughs) He was a little bit more um, mischievous.
1: <laughs> You're being so diplomatic today; it's just wonderful.
2: I can remember, though, that at one point, just after Peter was born, I think Catherine was feeling uh, left out because she was almost three years older. Um, she was she had a bedroom that had walls that were painted white, and she got hold of my food coloring and poured food covering for some reason, coloring, down, yeah. coloring, what did I say, down the wall. So we had a red <laughs> strip and a yellow strip, and I had just finished painting that room. So I can remember telling her to take these things and go down to the kitchen and just stay away from me for a little while because I'm very angry and I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I guess that was her way of acting out and saying, I don't like this newcomer in the family, wasn't it?
2: Oh, she's never been really fond of having a younger brother, no. <laughs> uh.
1: Well, a lady named Maggie Gallagher once said, mothers are the people who love us for no good reason. And those of us who are mothers know it's the most exquisite love of all.
2: That's a nice quote. It is a nice
1: quote. But you you have to do a lot of hard work, don't you? I mean, think about the things that you did as a mother. You not only raised children, you worked, you kept the house for the most part. You went back to school uh, in midlife to get your law degree. So you've always been really hardworking. I think that's probably the trait that I've admired um, very much about you.
2: Well, I mean... It's interesting. Life is interesting. Life is precious. You should do what you can to preserve it, to stay busy, to stay active. It always bothers me when I see people who just kind of sit around all day, do nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, we have lots of reasons to celebrate our mothers. Um, my mother uh, lived with us for 16 years, if you remember. Um, She was divorced late in life and living by herself, and it became difficult for her financially to get along,
2: even working two jobs. But we were very fortunate because living with someone um, full-time is very difficult if they're not a part of your immediate children family. And we were lucky enough to have a small cottage in the backyard that she could call her home. So you know we could we could watch different television shows we didn't have to eat together all the time and we were very fortunate
1: yeah and the other thing we were able to do is anytime we went on vacation we brought her with us and that was special um i'm i'm glad that we were able to do that
2: your mother loved to laugh i will never forget having her in florida she actually came with a friend and they, they rented a car.
1: They, yeah, they wanted to have their own car to have some independence. <laughs> and,
2: um, one day they started out for um, Bach Tower or something like that, and we got a call about 20 minutes later. They were totally lost, and they were stuck in the Epcot parking lot and had no idea how to get out.
1: They had no idea <laughs> how they got there, and they had no idea how to get out.
2: Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> She turned on what she thought were the windshield wipers, and it was the lights. <laughs> she, she just laughed her way through life, mostly.
1: Yeah, but she did love to sing. And by the way, the Community Foundation of Southeastern Massachusetts is another great organization. And one of their funds is called the Women's Fund, and it's a fundraising part of their uh, community foundation. It's a grant-making organization. And they work with a lot of other nonprofits in the community and help address the needs of women of all ages. So if you wanna make a difference, if you um, maybe don't have children and, but you're a woman and you wanna find a good source of places to leave money uh, when you're gone and make a difference, the Women's Center or the Women's Fund are two really fine places where you can do that and make a difference, right?
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, Diane von Furstenberg, who's a famous uh, person for uh, the fashion industry, amongst other things, talked about her own mother once, and she said, She taught me that fear is not an option. And I have to say that you've always taught kids that, our kids that, too.
2: that's, That's an interesting quote, because you really can't avoid being fearful of things. Um, you just have to make do with it.
1: So, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from Betty White. She said, "It's not easy being a mom. If it were easy, fathers would do it." <laughs> Digest that one for a while. So
2: she's just a good lady.
1: <laughs> be grateful for your moms. Be grateful for your mothers. Um, if you're a mother yourself. Um, hopefully somebody's going to pay some attention to you on this Mother's Day as we wish you Happy Mother's Day. So we're going to take our last break of the morning, Tenny. We're going to come back and talk about some other information about Mother's Day and some things you can do to help your mother and maybe even a few gift ideas if you haven't done anything yet for Mother's Day. So for those of you who are mothers, keep listening. For those of you who have forgotten to do something wonderful on mother's day you need to do it and by the way um, mother's day is one of the most used telephone days in the country mother's days and father's days are the times of the year the days of the year when more telephone calls are made than any other day on father's day it tends to be collect telephone calls (laughs) but um so call your mom today if you haven't already done that and wish her happy mother's day we will be right back.
0: Call 508 8858 That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to USAWealthGroup.com and click on the radio page. That's USAWealthGroup.com. This is MoneyWise Radio.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to... Mother's Day and Happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers who are listening out there today and if you are a woman and you happen not to be a mother then if your mom is still with you call your mother and tell her Happy Mother's Day or better yet if you can go see your mother but it is a special day your your mom has had to put up with a lot of bs and nonsense from you whether you can remember it or not you probably don't remember it but um so, did I ever do anything bad when I was young? I wonder. Do you think I did anything bad, Jenny? <laughs> I wonder. I, I remember once I had a baby picture taken. I was probably about the age of our youngest grandson right now. And I would not sit still. And I had these little shorts that had like suspender straps on them. And they sat me in a chair and they did the suspender straps up behind the chair and then over my shoulders to keep me in the chair because I wouldn't stay in the chair otherwise. <laughs> In order to take my <laughs> picture. But if that's the worst thing I did, I guess that wasn't too bad.
2: Well, you've always been exceedingly determined and directed in what you do. Um, I can see you being like that. Actually, I think our little grandson is probably very much that
1: that yeah, way. Probably right. Of course, I can remember once we went to Epcot. We all went to dinner at this one of the French restaurants in Epcot. Uh and it was near my mother's birthday, and we got her a cake with candles on it, and it had little chocolate sprinkles on, (laughs) and um, I reached over to help her blow out the cake candles, and when I did, the chocolate sprinkles blew all over her white blouse. Remember that?
2: (laughs) And the the French waiter came by and started to brush a few gonna, off, and then he thought better of it and stood up and the, rolled his eyes. He was going to try
1: to <laughs> brush the chocolate <laughs> sprinkles off of her bosom. <laughs> and she had a bosom in those days. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was that was and a funny event. she
2: laughed and laughed and laughed. Yeah,
1: she did laugh at that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the only time I can remember her not laughing was we brought her out to dinner for Mother's Day. Oh, you don't want to tell that story. Oh, yes, this is an important story. And Ray likes to be cute and funny. And so he he blew, uh, for some reason, I can't remember why, but he blew his hamburger or his french fries or whatever that no, had ketchup was, on top.
1: I was trying to put ketchup on it too aggressively.
2: And uh, the ketchup went all over her new blouse. Uh, that's one of the few times I've seen, I saw your mother really angry. And it was Mother's Day.
1: Was it Wednesday? I can't remember. Yes, that. it was. Yep, oh dear, we're on the Cape. <laughs> I probably had to buy an extra present after that.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, I hope you did, because she deserved it. I suspect you were a difficult child. All right,
1: let's move on. <laughs> it's time to move on. Um, I can't read the name of this author, but it says, "If at first you don't succeed, try doing it the way your mom told you to do it from the start." <laughs> and that's usually good advice, isn't it?
2: Right, mothers really tend to be very smart people.
1: Well, single motherhood is on the rise in America over the last 50 years as well. It's much more common than it used to be. Um, marriage is uh, less traditional, and people live together sometimes with partners. But single motherhood has become very common so that people who keep statistics now think that about half of the children who were raised in this country are going to be raised by a single mom at some point before they reached the age of 18. And as I said, um, that was part of my formative years, not because my parents weren't married, but because my dad was away so much in the military service. So let's think about finances as we uh, get closer to the end of our show today. And let's think about how can we help you who are listening today Make sure you're gonna have enough money to survive, to live on, to get by financially. If one of the spouses in a relationship um, passes away early or or passes away at all, or if you're already single and trying to get by financially, there's so many things we can show you to do. We can show you how to save money. We can show you how to save money on cable bills. We can show you how to save money on credit cards and interest rates and Lots and lots of financial things. It starts with a budget. Give us a call. We'll be happy to send you a budget form for free. We've got paperwork on uh, papers on retirement and Social Security. We've got good laminated handouts on Social Security benefits or things to do with the new tax laws. There are so many things that we can help you with.
2: And And we at the law firm would really like to make sure that you and your family are protected. We have... Um, good knowledge of the kinds of documents that everybody ought to have, particularly single mothers. Um, I think it's also critically important that mothers, women, know how to manage their financial affairs. I will always remember that my mom never did that. And uh, it was a It was one of the few disappointing things about her that I remember. She didn't know how to balance a checkbook. She didn't really even know how to write a check. Um, So it was very difficult for her when my dad died.
1: And you see that sometimes in your own practice with your clients. You'll see a situation where the husband has died and the wife doesn't really have any clue about what to do with finances. And we've helped lots and lots of people in that condition, haven't we?
2: Yes, it's it's not difficult, and it's something that you need to get a handle on.
1: You know, I think every woman is strong. I think every woman is famous. There are some other famous women in history, like Madame Curie won the Nobel Prize. She was the first woman to win the Nobel Prize in uh, chemistry. She won it along with her husband, and for their own work in radioactivity, um, and but
2: remember that Madame Curie um, really should have won the award alone, but yes. they wouldn't give it to her alone. Yep, It had to be given with a man.
1: Yep, and that unfortunately has been the history of womankind. But her husband died in a car accident, and um, one of their daughters went on to win the Nobel Prize. Um, and Madame Curie went on to raised two children alone after that, as well as continuing with her very famous science experiments. Um, There's just so many women in history to talk about. Uh, I'm not going to mention too many of them. J.K. Rowling uh, wrote the Harry Potter books as a single mother. And briefly, for during that period of time, she was receiving state benefits to get by in England. And now she works with an organization called Gingerbread that works with single parents and children to help them find resources. So there's so many things that talented people do. Um, I want to give a special um, shout-out and thanks to a mother that I know that I think is very famous, and that's my wife, Tenny, because you ran the... Uh, Historic Preservation Office. You were the first person to run the Historic Preservation Office in the city of New Bedford. You helped write the grant applications or you wrote the grant applications to put the cobblestone streets back in New Bedford and the imitation gas lights.
2: Remember they're not cobblestones, they're the, blockstones They're
1: block stones. That's what a <laughs> blockhead says. They're block stones. I got to remember that they're block stones. But you helped put the corporation paperwork together For the Cultural Center in Dartmouth and formed the corporation. You served as the board president of Whale for a long time. Uh, You've written grant applications that helped restore some of the historic areas in downtown New Bedford. You wrote the grant applications that helped fund the Dartmouth Council on Aging building on Dartmouth Street. So my shout out today is to you and thank you for all the work that you've done all the while being a mother and raising children and working and getting your law degree and everything else. So kudos to you and happy Mother's Day to you.
2: Thank you. I I keep thinking of where I'm going to go next. What's my next challenge?
1: I don't know. How about going up in space? Would you like to go no, up in space? no,
2: no, 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 no. I, I do not want to go in space. That scares the devil out of me. <laughs> Our daughter would love to go in space.
1: Well, I'd like to go up in space. But mostly, um, somewhere here, I think on your pile of stuff, you had a little list of some potential gifts that people could give for Mother's Day or what people tend to give. It's a beach bag. In Massachusetts, people tend to give a beach bag. So if you're running out of ideas of things to do for Mother's Day gifts, go get a beach bag for your mother.
2: Well, I like what Alaska came up with. They're most... Um Uh, given gifts is a love poem you know it's much more important to have something uh, as a gift that's a creation than money or anything that could be bought
1: abraham lincoln once said i remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me they have clung to me all my life
2: now connecticut the favorite thing to get was a garden animal statue. I just don't think that's very exciting. But who knows? California women like cookies. I think that's great. And the District of Columbia likes strawberry strawberries, one of my favorites.
1: Well, as we close off today, I want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Remember how important a mother is in your life. If you happen to be a mother celebrate that fact and happy Mother's Day to you, Tenny. Happy Mother's Day to every mother listening and uh, we we really do appreciate you all. Thank you.
0: Live events are happening throughout the month of May. To find out when and where, just call 508-998-8858 and ask for details on how you can take part. That's 508-998-8858. our firm provides insurance services. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group Inc. is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.